body. Once they're back in touch with all those beautiful energies, magic starts to happen in their life. Once you use power of orgasmic energy, our body has the ability to release all the antidepressants and feel good and happy hormones that we could ever want. And it's all accessible through our own personal sexuality. We Hello, dear friends. Welcome to Upgradable Podcast, home base for adventurous souls who want to master the art of graceful living. Here we are diving deep on what does it truly mean to be a human and how to build graceful, healthy, juicy relationships with self and every aspect of your life. My name is Anna and I'm founder of Upgradable. My work is dedicated to reminding you about the light and greatness you have been born with, to helping you uncover and remove all the barriers you have built on the way to your most magnificent true self. The purpose of this podcast is to share with you inspiring stories, self-mastery tools and transformation techniques, all that to help you experience your own breakthroughs, fall in love with self and your life, and expand your capacity to receive abundance and pleasure. It's time to remember who you truly are. Hello, everybody who is uh, watching us or who will be watching the recording of this uh, live stream. I'm very pleased to have uh, my special guest today, Paul. And we are going to discuss uh, very interesting topic on sexuality. Everything which related to shame, guilt, that lots of people are holding around that healing and awakening uh, through sexuality. But uh, we will just go with the flow and then what will arise will arise. Beautiful. Uh, so, well, maybe you can introduce yourself, how you, why you decided to dedicate this part of your life to discovering this uh, subject of sexuality and healing awakening through sexuality. Absolutely. Uh, my name is Paul Hamrider. I live um, just outside of Calgary, Canada. Um, I'm 49 years old and uh, I've lived a fairly interesting life. I, uh, I wasn't a very sexual person early in my life and didn't do it in high school, didn't get really excited about it, kind of threw myself into life and, and other things and didn't really find sexuality until I, I had a marriage uh, around 29, 30 years old. Um, I thought I was in love and I thought love was just this thing where you took care of a person and filled yourself with another person and all this kind of stuff, the, the standard thing that we're all looking for. and. I got into that marriage and I got a nice house and three kids and a wonderful, amazing trailers and boats and all the things that are supposed to make us happy. And I discovered that I wasn't happy. It was just a treadmill of debt and keeping up with appearances and, and chasing all those things. Um, mm -hmm. Eventually also crazily, I had a marriage that was kind of uh, not filled with a lot of deep sexual intimacy. And there's, I had had my part in that and, and that kind of stuff and I own it. Uh, but it started me on a search when, when you have a partner that's not happy with that, you start to learn and try and make sure that you're not the cause of that dishappiness and, and other things. And I found out I wasn't. And uh, I went on courses and took training and all that kind of stuff. And once I made the choice to leave my marriage because I, I wasn't feeling that sexual love in, in my world, I really started to go deep on things. Uh, I took shamanic trainings and and uh, uh, went to communities called like a group called ISTA, International Society for Temple Arts. And they have something called a sacred sexual shamanic experience where it kind of gets you back to releasing your body shame and your guilts and, and all these kind of things and starting to understand that sexuality is not some scary, shameful thing that uh, we have to hide and, and, and other things. It's literally the heartbeat of our life and our life force energy. It's our creation energy. And we live in a world, I've started to find out that all that stuff is controlled. Um, religion, uh, government, uh, even what our grandparents and parents told us is all around shaming us around 
being our, our vital and, and open selves. And our vital and open selves involves our sexuality. We, we live in a world where we dress nicely and show off our body and want people to see us in this beautiful sexual way. Uh, but that same world tells us that's not bad if you act on that and, and oh, it's shameful. You've got to get married first. And that's the only way that you can have these things. And most of us, once we start to realize we go in deep, we start to die. And those parts of us die. And as we're younger, we're, we're more sexual and we're more excited and projecting all that. Over time, with the societal stuff we've got, we just run into trauma after trauma after trauma of trying to be sexual or be open with the person or have a relationship or have a marriage. And it doesn't happen. And then we keep having to hide a piece of ourselves. And each time we hide that piece of ourselves, we slowly die, we get numb, we age, we become uncomfortable. Essentially, the world is kind of beating us all, all the time. It's, it's controlling us, trying to have us all these rules so we don't feel free and, and open to live. So essentially, what I've discovered in my life and with this journey is that our sexual energy, once we get back in touch with it, and especially it's not about having sex with another person. It's, it's about loving ourselves. By not having connection with our sexual part of ourselves, we shut ourselves down and we don't love ourselves. It's like... We're, we're slapping ourselves on the hand. It's like, you can't have that. No, you can't have that. Even though it would feel good, you can't have that. And really, literally, we're not loving ourselves anymore. So as you don't love yourself, you start to die inside. And life can't come freely because you've got this massive amount of rules and you've got this armor that's built in your heart chakra to protect you from being hurt. And you die each time. So what I help teach people is to get back in touch with that, to release that shame that they had, and then start loving themselves, seeing their body, touching their body, exploring sensuality, getting grounded in their body. Once they're back in touch with all those beautiful energies, magic starts to happen in their life. Once you use power of orgasmic energy, our body has the ability to release all the antidepressants and feel good and happy hormones that we could ever want. And it's all accessible through our own personal sexuality. We don't even have to have anybody involved and we can let these things back into ourselves. And as we shift our vibration and as all those things that are beautiful inside of us feel good, life naturally unwinds. All these bad things disappear and we feel magical again. We feel like little girls and little boys and we can just act on what we want. And we love that. And you're beautiful. And, and, and I'd love to spend time with you. We don't say those things because we're afraid we might seem too sexual, but we're turning off our light every time. So, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you ask some more questions. It was a very good introduction. So, uh, then, uh, I mean, I always believed that sexual energy is the most powerful energy, is the energy of creation. Absolutely. And a lot of people have uh, forgotten that it is through the shame and uh, guilt through what you mentioned religion how our parents uh, raised ours but the question is how we connect back to our sexuality like if i want tomorrow okay. to wake up and connect back so how i do that like if you can give people examples how you help people to do that okay so i'm going to add to what you said so it's our creation energy that creation energy can create a child between a man and a woman. It can also go into the passion of our life and create reality, create abundance, create love, create a healthier body, create all these things. Um, if anybody's heard of the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, it actually speaks about a huge element of sexuality. The book's been really dumbed down because they didn't want people to learn this stuff. But Thomas Edison and Ford and all these steel magnets and all this kind of stuff, what isn't told publicly about them is they were passionate, passionate lovers. They had multiple lovers and, and uh, things going on in their life, and they lived out of that sexual passion. So they, they look forward to going home and ravaging their wife or their lover or whatever, and that energy would go into their life, and then they bring it into their business. So now to get to what your question is, um, so really we have to get people comfortable with talking about sexuality and the fact that sexuality is a huge part of us being a human being. If we do not uh, acknowledge that part of ourselves, some people may disagree, but 
um, if we don't acknowledge that, that part of ourselves, we're turning a part of ourselves off is, is what I believe. So basically when people start, stop getting in touch with their sexuality, they'll gain weight, they'll be unhappy, they'll be frustrated, they'll feel depressed and, and all this kind of stuff. So first is having a discussion like this, seeing somebody, getting a seed planted in you saying that sexuality means something more than just this fun thing that I do on Saturday night with my lover and, and all this kind of stuff. It is a way of moving our energy. It's a way of getting our energy bubbling up uh, through our body. So to start that stuff, we, we would sit down and, and I plan to teach courses very soon on this, but starting to get into constant conscious breath work. Uh, people use the term Tantra all the time. Tantra has nothing to do with sex. Tantra has everything to do with presence in your body. So it's breathing and getting absolute presence in your body. So you're 100% centered and in our body. Most people, we aren't actually in our body. We're living in the future. It's like, I'm going to get rich and I want money and I want all this kind of stuff. We don't like the now because it's not happy. So we literally lift out of our body. Well, guess what? The bottom of our energy isn't even in our genitals anymore. So we don't feel sexual at all. So as we start to teach things like breath work. How do you get grounded? How do I get into this body? How do I rub my toes into the floor and put them in the grass or whatever and start to get really fully in my body so my body's completely in the right spots? Then we start talking about things like getting back sensation in your body. So like light touch, like you can go like this and you can feel this tingly, tingly sparks. And when a lover does that to us, that tingly, tingly sparks actually goes into our heart. And sometimes it even goes into our genitals and we get very aroused and excited. That's that energy starting to flow. You can do little things like uh, take the uh, tip of your tongue and put it down the roof of your mouth. A lot of people, when they do that, that kind of short circuits some of the energy that's going down our chakras and other things, but it feels tingly as well. So now all of a sudden we're starting to feel sensation in our body. Most of us don't even realize we're numb most of the time. We have no idea that we're not in our body and we're not really participating in life. We're just kind of like, this is scary. I'm not participating. So we start there. The next, we talked a lot about self-love. So how can I really touch myself gently and happily if I'm not loving myself? If I hate myself, it's kind of like, and, and you're frustrated. But when you start just taking that time and saying, I deserve to feel good. I deserve to feel that pleasure in my body. We're reprogramming that. Next thing I would suggest people go on a date with themselves. It's like, hey, I'm going to go out for a nice meal with myself and have a glass of wine. And then I'm going to go sit in the bathtub with some candles and some Epsom salts. And then when you're done, go lay down in bed and pretend you're about to be sharing an intimate experience with your lover. But that lover is you. Now, the cool thing is we as man and woman actually have both energies in us. It's just in different percentages and different people. So that's why some people perceive more masculine, even though they're in a woman's body and more feminine, even though they're in a man's body. Um, there's a dance that we have going on inside of us all the time. So literally, we don't have to fake that we're there with our lover. We are actually with that other part of ourselves. I need to romance my divine feminine that's inside of me. You need to um, uh, romance your divine masculine. Start to build in our mind what that person would look like, how softly they treat us and how we'd feel good. And then you start making love to yourself just by touching yourself. And people hear the term masturbation and that's like evil and you're going to grow hair on your palms and, and it's all bad. Don't use the term masturbation, call it self-love, call it self-pleasuring, call it fun, my, my date night, whatever. Once you can start getting there, the sensation will start to come back in our genitals because as we touch ourselves, it feels good. Secondly, we start to use breath work and start purging the energy, all the negative and heavy energy and shame that we have. If we can purge it out through in, doing breath work practices and stuff that I can teach, all of a sudden it feels good. You get to the point where you get to an orgasm and it's a beautiful, pleasurable release, that orgasm does these massive, amazing things. They don't call it the petite mort, which is the small death, for any other reason other than you lose absolutely control of your body, you're breathing so strong, and all of a sudden this explosion happens in your body. Well, that explosion is bliss and pleasure. It's our connection to God, and it's something we're giving to ourselves in this moment, so it's a gift. We don't have to have a lover involved to get that gift. We don't have to romance them and make them feel good and prove ourselves to them and all this kind of stuff. We're getting it by ourselves. 
at the same time, beautiful, amazing energies start to percolate in our body. The central channel that is our chakras starts to get flushed out. That Think of it as like a huge plug of energy that just shoots right up our spine and it clears out the central channel and it leaves us clear. So now all of a sudden our chakras can start spinning properly and, and things clear out. At the same time, the brain is releasing oxytocins, dopamines, all these feel-good antidepressant type things that will make our life and our body feel good. Guess what? Now all of a sudden we're actually healing the body. That central chakra is cleared. We're feeling bright, vibrant. Guess what? We're also in a meditative state. You don't, you're going to be no mind for the next five or 10 minutes while you're laying there in the aftermath of your pleasure. That's the best place your body can be. So by teaching these practices and getting there, then amazing things start to happen. Now, if you want to magnify those and you want to step forward, you can start sharing those with a partner and then they get even stronger because there's sacred alchemies that happen. And now your partner will hold the container for you and you can open yourself wide, smash yourself wide open, be in the deepest emotions and that partner will hold you through it. It's, it's finding a partner that you feel trust with and, and those kind of things. All these things are massive, but the church, government, everybody is just smashing them and saying, don't have them because they're so friggin' powerful. We need them. And there's nothing scary or shameful in any of that. This is all in the privacy of your own home. Uh, we can talk about it for, for an hour and you'll, you'll find, figure it out. And then you go home and you do your homework and you do your homework every day. And after a while, you're looking forward to your homework. And then eventually you bring that into a love of your life. And it's amazing. I think it's an amazing homework, to be honest. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what I gonna wanted to sh to mention, yeah, it's what you mentioned. Like government doesn't want us to to use it because then we we just open up our power to create beautiful things in life, and we are connected to something bigger, to this high intelligence, whatever you want to call it. But this is, I think, it's it's one of the biggest reasons. And um, as well, when you were uh, talking about, yeah, it's like for our sexuality, we always depend on our partner, right? And it's always as well like the problem is how I feel in relationship. Like I don't feel turned on or uh, something, especially if you're maybe on long-term relationship, something like when we are going off this uh, being in love, right? And uh, it's not this emotional high anymore. You start perceiving, oh, there is something wrong. There is something wrong with our, between us, maybe sexually, because you think it's the job of your partner to turn you on, is what mm -hmm. we um, mm -hmm. discussed before. But it's not uh, the job of your partner, right? So if you mm -hmm. don't feel this way, maybe you're living a stressful life, maybe you're going through something, something is going on, and mm -hmm. it's your job to come back to your sexuality. It's your job. Mm -hmm just to turn yourself on and then to go back to your partner. It's, uh, it's how I feel it. And, and once that's your responsibility and you've taken it for yourself, you're going to start to communicate to your partner and ask for what you want. And you're going to not be injured if they choose a different path or, or something. All too often relationship and we build the foundation of our house and our life on another person and them loving us and keeping us safe. But really, we need to be looking inward and build that in ourselves first through self-love and, and turning on is self-loving. And then magic starts to happen because now that partner decides, oh, I like this other person or, or I, I need to move for work to Europe or whatever. We're not destroyed by that at that point. We're now all of a sudden, hey, OK, I love that person. Maybe we'll get together again in a year or two or whatever. But when we're constantly searching for someone to fill us or to share relationship with uh, we we give away a part of ourselves and our power and we can't keep doing that or else we're destroyed every time something changes or they shift or they don't move up at the same rate as us and it gets crazy go ahead yeah yeah but for me like this safety i think first of all it should come from yourself you need to feel safe but for me at the same time and it's my perspective as a woman uh i view relationships as a like this safe container this safe space where you can really open up all your mm -hmm. sexual craziness all your desires that's why actually uh like it's it's my truth i feel like the relationship is for that as well it's not um 
it's both ways. First, feel safe inside of your body and don't be dependent and in need of your partner. But at the same time, I love to be in relationships because it's really, it helps me to create this greater connection with a person where I can open up more. Mm -hmm. Okay, and let me add to that. What if as a truly conscious person that's awakening, relationship is actually our deepest spiritual work? Because when we have a mirror of another and we have that safe container, we can go to our deepest depths, look at our deepest shames, our deepest fears and all these kind of things with someone that we trust. And now all of a sudden relationship becomes this massive catalyst and this this alchemy that changes us by that person where if we just go into relationship and it's like, oh, you're going to take keep me safe and you're going to take care of me when we're dead or whatever. There's no depth sometimes in that. There's there's a sharing and there's a participation together. But the one you're talking about is passionate and excited and crying and screaming and yelling sometimes because you're you're triggering all those things in that other person so they can be a better person, not to make it awful. But as long as everybody can consciously discuss that, something beautiful happens. If you can't, it's just an explosion and, and everybody goes their way. Yeah, but it's what you mentioned, like, we are emotional beings, right? And uh, even if we walk a lot on our emotions, we still react. Because lots of things, like our traumas, and we got triggered, and we, 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 we react. But if I don't feel safe that I can react, then, I mean, I'm holding myself. I'm always in fear, like, if I react, something bad will happen. And this okay. is what you mentioned. For me, it's like this safe space where you can react, where you can go triggered, and where you can be mirror for each other. And, and that's the flip side of what I'm creating, is a community where we teach people to be in their trigger, but not... F you, I hate you kind of thing. It's like, holy cow, I'm feeling a lot of energy right now. Would you be okay if I discuss that with you? I'm going to take a couple breaths and pause here because I don't know what just happened. Instead of it escalating and saying, you running away and saying no more. Can you imagine a community where it's like, okay, oh, oh wow, this is scary. Can you hold on a sec? And then it's like, okay, this is what I'm feeling. Speak from your experience, not from you did this or, or whatever magic starts to happen because it's like i felt the same way and when you said this i felt that or whatever and then the conscious vulnerability just grows and then magic really starts to happen and that thing is healed once and for all and forever but when you run away from it it just got bigger <laughs> yeah yeah so, i agree running away doesn't help in any way yes nope. yeah. and uh, i want to talk a little bit about healing your traumas through sexuality yeah because mm -hmm. lots of us are working on this uh, us with traumas and we are not talking about abuse or something this as well but it can be just something small as well right something which happens with us so mm -hmm. how to use sexuality to to heal our trauma yeah okay so if you understand trauma in the way that i do um a situation happens let's say you're a teenager and your uncle comes and he sexually abuses you at that moment when that sexual abuse has happened there's a whole bunch of things going in your head it's like he shouldn't be doing this and he's older than me and he's bad and and uh you want to scream and yell and maybe he's shaming you into doing this and there's all these things that built up and energy and it's just like your body's just like Ugh! and you you basically just kind of shut down and you accept the experience, but you really don't process the experience. So essentially what happens is a big bubble of that experience and all the fear and shame and guilt and frustration and anger all builds up. And then it creates these bubbles of energy in our body. And then we don't want to look at them. So what we do is we start creating rules. Well, I'm not going to a place where my uncle's going to be anymore. So I'm not going there. And then you'll have a fight with your mom because you have to go to uncle's house or, or you'll say, uh, I, I'm a bad girl, or maybe I was too sexual, and maybe you'll wear clothes that'll be different. And you build all these rules, and you keep pushing, looking at that down, because you never want to experience that again. That was the most horrifying, awful thing we've ever felt. Well, what'll happen now, the rest of your life, you build up all these rules to protect you from that ever happening again, and you basically collapse your life to the point where you can't have sexuality anymore, or you can't welcome anybody into your life, or all men are bad because your uncle was a man. And 
these traumas end up in our body and we just keep pushing them down and then we build up these rules in our heart chakra we just think of it as like a concrete wall that says this isn't going to happen to me again i've just protected myself the the picture i like to say is it's like a a big splinter that's in your body but instead of pulling the splinter out you actually just keep putting these poultices and covers and then eventually you have a whole wheelbarrow and then a whole truck in front of you carrying all these things to protect yourself essentially these energies will push down and it will go literally into our lower body a lot of people have hip problems uh back low bo lower body there's no other place to push it it's it ends up in our genitals so by consciously using practices where you use orgasm and, and other things we're opening our energy remember i said the the term the petite mort we we literally die for a second and we're in such a huge expression of energy we have the ability at that point I'm sure people have experienced it where they have an orgasm or they're with a partner and something's happening and then some past thought or past trauma just pops into your head right in the middle of it and you cry and you're screaming at the same time as orgasm is happening. That's literally that energy being processed and, and leaving your body. So now instead of it having to be discussed and expressed and try and get through all that armor, we're letting it out through the bottom part of our body, through our sexual energy and, and just purging ourselves and, and, we can talk about things like yoni egg practices for a woman. You put a, a jade egg inside your yoni at the time of orgasm. It literally is a kind of a back pressure on the, the spasms of the body. And it'll literally push on those energetic knots that are in there and force them to open. And all of a sudden you'll feel like some trauma come up. So our traditional way is to sit and talk about the trauma and desensitize to you to it so that it doesn't bother you anymore, which isn't really dealing with the energy. I want to deal with that energy. And can you imagine releasing that trauma through pleasure? Holy shit, what a pleasure, what a gift from higher spirit, whatever. I literally believe that completely in my life. You can use and uh, use your self-pleasure, coach a person to get to the point where those traumas will be expressed without having to look at them, feel pain about them. And guess what? As they're released, magic happens because your whole reality will start to shift as it's gone those rules won't feel right anymore it's like what was wrong with uncle i don't mind uncle anymore or or whatever he was just a man or whatever he had some problems your whole psyche your whole brain everything will start to change as soon as that energy is out of your body and it's magic people's worlds fall apart and they don't know what's going on and everything's upside down all through releasing that stuff and that's the greatest gift I can ever give to anybody is to show them a way to, to be free. Because really, you're in a trap of your own creation. With yeah. I love it. I love it, what you explained. Because, well, it's what you mentioned, I believe. Everything is just at the energy level, at the energetic level. Whatever traumas you have experienced, people, what they try to do is just to create another story. Okay, this happened, but this is not actually happened. You know, like they try to recreate. And it this is not the true healing which is happening at your energy level. And I know the practice is when you just use it through letting it go, like releasing through your tears, through watching the sensations in your body. But what you explained is amazing because it's actually, it's pleasure and maybe it's more, I don't know, it's an easy approach, you know, because <laughs> it's, it's happening at a different level. You don't have to go in with a plan for this specific one or whatever. You just let what needs to come up, come up. Can you imagine if you're giving yourself pleasure once a night, 30 times a month or whatever, look at all these things that start going away in your body and your mind. You're going to sleep with all these feel-good hormones and high vibration and, and pleasure in your body. You're just going to welcome more of that into your life. Mm -hmm. And getting rid of the trauma gets rid of all of that. It's beautiful. But I will go in details on that one because it's very interesting. So are you using as well a special breathing technique or just uh, self-pleasure so that you can have orgasm? Like what, what is? Um, okay, well, what I teach and what I've learned is there is no such thing as orgasm without breath. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people will be in pleasure and they'll be just <laughs> and, and really there's no breath because you're not moving the energy it becomes just a physical response and a friction-based experience where if you're just like <sighs> and you're breathing the energy right down to your genitals and you're starting to move it up uh magic happens we can start teaching them about something called fire breath orgasm where we start using the pc muscle 
and our kundalini energy, which is down in our pelvis, and then start pulling our sexual energy up with each breath. And that pleasure now all of a sudden doesn't get localized just to our genitals. It gets up into our chest. And then you start feeling sparkly and loving in your heart. And then it moves into your throat. And literally you're clearing all those chakras because you're feeling that huge pleasurable energy going up your body. Eventually your kundalini will form a chalice in your head around your pineal gland. And beautiful alchemy can start to happen. When you get to the point of orgasm, you can release energies and catalyze all that stuff and set an intention that will blast creation energy into your world and your passion will just start to flow out. Uh, these are all getting more advanced techniques and we just talk about them and coach on them. But once you start experiencing them, you can get full out-of-body experiences. You don't have to take psychedelic drugs or any of these kind of things to feel this level of pleasure and to go to new places. It's all built into our body. Our brain can literally make DMT. The moment we die, we create DMT. Some people say they have out-of-body experiences and stuff. DMT is the active ingredient in ayahuasca and these really deep psychoactive substances. That is also created during orgasm if you go deep enough. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's much better than, well, I, I'm, I'm not going to judge psychedelics, but I think if you can do it through pleasure, it's uh, it's much more pleasurable experience than well, and it's all under your control and all the exact amounts you need and your body knows will be released by your brain. It's not going to be mixed with something or something that you maybe have to be concerned about. Um, it's magic. And you teach people how to do it, all these techniques, right? Absolutely. I, like I said, I plan to do some courses here very soon. I do one-on-one -on -one work with people, give them homework, talk about it, talk about their abuses and their past, start to uh, pull out from their conversation, the things that are, are in their stuckness and what rules are, are blocking them and those kind of things. And we can start setting intention around uh, uh, sessions and, and self-loving themselves. And then magic starts to happen. It just, people start to open and they look like flowers. They're just like all closed up at the beginning. And then they're like, ah, because <laughs> it's changing. They're getting their life back. Yes. Yeah, it's I I believe it's very transform transformative what you explained. Yeah, Absolutely. and uh, if uh, talking about how to use this uh, sexual energy to increase your life force, right? Mm -hmm. So is it uh -huh. is it as well special breathing techniques? Because it's what I know, and I think you mentioned it's a little bit, you can use your sexual energy to create keys, or you can use it to, to your passion and, and everything. Mm -hmm. Is it a special reason that you can use to move it, your this energy from your lower chakras to your upper chakras for creation? Okay, so let's take a step back. There is a huge correlation between life force energy and, and how passionate you are in life and all this kind of stuff to our sexual energy. Uh, in native cultures, it was actually taught uh, for young braves, uh, the warriors or whatever, they would run for like three days to another village, just physically running, and it would be an exhausting process. There is actually literature out there that says that they were taught a practice of when they're completely exhausted, they lay down, find a quiet place and give themselves self-pleasure through breath work and all these other kinds of things. And the deeper, and I'll explain this more in a minute, but the deeper that orgasm can be and the more energetic it is, it will actually recharge you. It literally, like after a really good orgasm or a good pleasure, you might feel your body's a little bit exhausted, but you're just buzzing inside and you don't know what to do with that energy. So literally you can increase your physical energy in your life by having orgasm and actually allowing it to pass through your body. So there's levels of orgasm. Um, I kind of use a scale of like one to 10. Most people just having physical friction-based orgasms that are really numb and all this kind of stuff, they're maybe in about a one to three stage. So there's like Taoist practices and stuff like that that say that you have to preserve your seed as a man or whatever, because that's giving away too much of your life force energy. If you're doing it from that level, like one to three, really the energy is either negative that you've lost some or kind of zero. And that's why a lot of men will roll over after intercourse and then be tired because they've given up all this stuff. If you can instead shift the act of sexuality, even in your self-pleasure into more energetic where you start getting breath and starting pulling the energy and moving it through your body and building it, the, 
the acts of breath build it. Um, in one of the courses I took, something called dearmoring, um, you're encouraged to be very an announcative. Uh, women should moan or or be guttural or these kind of things in their body to start expressing the energies and starting to move it and get it in more of your body. So if it's just coupled down to your genitals or your first or second chakra, it's very likely that's going to be a depleting orgasm. If you can start getting that energy all the way up and then it's into your head and you're feeling like amazing bursting open when that orgasmic time happens, and if you can use your breath work at the same time to just keep pulling the energy up, you can literally sustain, if, if you build what they call a microcosmic orbit, you can build one inside yourself where you build the energy and then you just push it back down and you start creating this circle. You can actually get to the point where you can get in a continuous state of feeling that orgasmic energy in your body over and over and over again for like up to an hour or more. Um, but these are all things that need to be taught. They need to be experienced to be able to feel it. And the first time it'll be just like, oh, and it fizzles, but you felt something a little bit. Well, oh, just adjust your technique this way. Or maybe your head was too much in it. The more relaxed you can be, the more that energy will start to flow. And there's nothing more amazing than feeling an orgasm bounce around in your body. Most people just blow out their orgasmic energy straight out into their partner and it's splattered all over the walls energetically. If you start setting an intention and wanting that energy for yourself or, or to give it to your partner and your partner's giving it back to you, magic happens because the minute it, that energy goes into your partner, they magnify it, then it goes back into you, you magnify theirs, and then it becomes this crescendo. And once you get up to those levels, that's where it can be out of body, where things can change. And you're doing massive changes to your body because this thermonuclear explosion of beautiful, loving light energy is coming out of that act and, and, and sharing and being deeply vulnerable. So it, it can change your life. It can go into your energy of your day. Have you ever seen people, they'll, they'll see somebody and say, holy cow, you had some fun last night or whatever, because you're glowing that whole next day. That energy is just radiating from you. But how often do we welcome that into our life? We, we don't, because now we're clear. All the heaviness of the world hasn't caught up with us again. And the more often that we can get back into that state, the more often that's going to be our steady, steady state. And we're not going to ever be depleted. We're going to be just happy and glowing all the time. And people will be welcomed into our life that want to have that same experience with us. And your life will just become like this flowing, beautiful state of excitement and happiness and pleasure. And pleasure. Yeah. And uh, what you mentioned, like this uh, inter ex exchange of, uh, of the energies with your partner, you do it just by setting an intention or it's... Uh... Oh, well, it, it's huge. Um, well, that's a whole nother course in itself, but you have to have a partner that you feel safe with to start. Mm. You can't, you can't uh, just jump on top of somebody and start going at it. And this is going to be beautiful and loving or whatever. There's, there's a worship process and there's an opening process. A woman has to be, a woman literally takes 40 minutes before she can be aroused enough. Uh, the yoni in a woman will actually almost pull a man's lingam into her when she's fully aroused and fully excited and fully happy. And, and, and the man is taught in society to hurry up and get it done quick. And, Oh, somebody's going to knock on the door. The bear is going to eat us. Uh, so I, I have to be finished quickly. But when you start to give a worship to your partner and start to make that about pleasure, like for me, sexuality isn't like a one hour experience. It's like a three hour experience. It's a journey. It's like building and soft touch and some massage and then moving into that and then going through and, and having multiple orgasmic states with your partner. And now it's a worship of each other. And it's a deep intimacy of connection with the eyes, connection with the body, connection with the breath, and then connection with the sexual energy. And Without that, I, I'm going to conjecture that probably 80 or 90% of the population just does the low, low 3D sex because that's all they've ever learned. A lot of women are very unsatisfied. Men are just taking their pleasure and rushing away. No true intimacy happens. So everybody just dies a little bit inside. So if you can get, and I can teach people to how to soft touch and how to look in their eyes and how to connect heart energy and, and that kind of stuff then it becomes a completely different experience. There's absolutely no shame. It's like a worshiping experience. When they talk about sacred sexuality, that's the sacred sexuality because 
I'm sharing a part of myself with you. You're sharing a part of yourself with me, not because we're taking, but because we can't get there without each other and we can't get to that new level. Um, in shamanic practices, our sexual energy in a man, they say, can only get to our about our fifth chakra. So we can get up to about here all by ourselves. That's the highest we can get. Most of it's down low. With a woman, she can get up to six and seven by herself. But the only way that both a man and women can get way up into our higher chakras, there's, there's more like 14 going up here, is through a conscious union of a man and a woman. Both energies have to be present and in balance. And when that balance happens, you connect to a higher power, God, whatever term you use in your world, and magic happens. You start changing the literal light force of, of the world because now you're stepping above the standard practices. You're now blasting yourself wide open and allowing all of consciousness to touch you and you to touch all of consciousness. How else can you get to that? Like a, a drug or whatever will get you there and you think you felt it or whatever, but it's really not there. This is the purest, most deep way of communicating with another, being with another, and most of us never get to experience that in our life. It's a gift. We need to share it and learn it. Yeah, I think majority of people even don't know about that. If you don't go deep into all these questions, you, you will never know about that. Mm -hmm. and, and, yeah. and where do you go to talk to somebody about this? That's the other thing that I find. It's like, oh, I've had a sexual experience and I felt this. Is that normal? And they want, well, come chat with me. Yeah, that is normal. It's even better. Try this. Oh, what about that? Nobody knows because these practices don't exist. It's all been subjugated so badly. I'm bringing that back. It's coming through me. It's my gift to the world. I want to share that with as many people as I can. Amazing. Amazing. Already when you're talking about that, I'm like, okay, I want to experience that. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what about uh, addictions? Like why people go into the addiction? Maybe they like, I think it's mostly for masculine side, but men, uh, women as well, they just try to change lots of partners or they're addicted to, I don't know, porn maybe or something like that. What, uh, is it again because we're not connected with our sexuality or? Good question. Um, it's kind of an inner dance. The part of us wants to have that sexuality in our life and they want to experience it. So they go and look at porn because they have nothing else to experience and and literally this is no shame i've been through parts of my life where i felt i was addicted to that it was i had to have that or whatever but the shame about porn and it's starting to change now is it gets us to look at our sexuality as if we're outside our body so it's kind of like watching on the screen so now all of a sudden you're having intercourse with your partner and you're imagining what your bum looks like as you're as you're thrusting or or other things and we get very out of body with our sexuality. So we're not actually in and experiencing it. So it literally trains us to not be sensual in our body and, and to look at sexuality from the outside in rather than connecting to our partner. There's no connection in porn. Most of the time it's like, hey, yeah, let's just do this and whatever. Now there is new porn coming out that's way more connected, way more beautiful, sensual, erotic. I think that's going in the right direction. Now, addiction is a lot of times a reaction to different things. Either we're ashamed or unhappy or frustrated in our life. And we go and perform acts and do things that uh, we try and fill ourselves with. But it's not working. So addiction is really, truly a, a really deep of lack of self-love. But it's, it's not a blame thing, like you've done something wrong, you don't have love for yourself. It's more like um, you're loving yourself in whatever way is societally acceptable or whatever. Yeah, I can hide in the bathroom and do porn or, or whatever, uh, feel, feel that pleasure. So being addicted to orgasm and all that kind of stuff, I don't see as a bad thing because you're really moving that energy through your body. Now, if I can teach them to use that energy and get to an five or a six level orgasm while doing that and, and maybe doing that thing, it, it, it's going to help. Now also porn has also created this negative thing where men just expect sex and, and that kind of stuff. And it's so easy in porn. It's like he walks in the door and it's like, Hey, how are you? And Hey, do you want to have some fun or whatever? So now they're going dating and they're asking for that. 
but men are also really suffering from a very deep lack of uh, touch, intimacy, and and really self-love again. So they're reaching out to women all the time and 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 feeling that sexuality will give that to them. But honestly, when they get sexuality that way, and a lot of women will speak to this, they have sex with a guy on the first date, and then he never comes back because there's multiple, multiple things going on there. It's like, oh, there's no connection in there. Well, how can there be no connection if you've never created any connection with that person, got vulnerable with them, had a deep conversation, kind of set some rules around how the, the sexuality is going to happen. So they go away and it's like, oh, I didn't feel that connection. Well, it was designed that way, just the way you had it. If you, if you did things in a different way, you could share that sexuality and then it would be a building experience and it would be like, hey, exciting. Well, first sex with anybody is clumsy and scary sometimes. It may be passionate, but until you really know your partner and you're connected enough to understand what their body's asking for, it may be really clunky. But um, so going back to addiction. So addiction is trying to fill ourselves with something so or, or hide. Uh, like addiction to drugs. It's like psychedelic experience or I, I smoke marijuana at night so I can calm down and I can go to sleep. Well, they have so much unresolved stuff in themselves that they're not willing to look at that they're really running away from it. Mm. Now, if we could build a world where sexuality wasn't shamed and guilted and that we could um, connect with partners in an open and free way to start to explore those parts of ourselves without shame and guilt or worrying what people think or all these kind of things, then I don't think sex would be an addiction. It would be something that you could ask for from someone and say, and they're going to say, I want those same things, but I've been too scared to say it. And, mm-hmm. and then some really cool magic stuff happens because now you're being honest with each other. And it's like, yeah, my body's really attracted to you too, but I don't know how to get to that point where I could share something with you because I feel shame and guilt. And what would my mother think? And what would my friends think? And, and all this kind of stuff, we're trapped. So things like addiction and all this kind of stuff are these ways to get outlets, to get that energy out uh, because we're not getting in our day-to-day life in the safe and normal way that it should be healthy way with a person. It's like, I'm sexually attracted to you. I'd love to explore that. Is that something you'd want? And without it, like, Oh, you should, you're too sexual and blah, blah, blah. No. Away from me. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> but um, is it like, all this one night stand and everything I think we discussed in our other call it is as well it's it's as well you can't create connection but uh, we tend to go there just because uh, we think we see the person for one time only we can really express our desires our secret desires while in relationship we if we don't have this safe space we are ashamed to to express these desires is it is it true as well Okay, so when, okay, so society teaches us that we have to be in relationship to be able to share sexuality with a person, a full relationship is marriage and all this kind of stuff, and then it's legal and safe or or whatever. So society has built all these rules, expectations, needs, wants of how it should be pictured of a relationship. So when I say, oh, I want to have a relationship with you guess what? All these energies show up that say, okay, I'm going to honor you and you're not going to be jealous and I'm only going to have you in my life and all these unstated things that become this like trap. So at least from a man's perspective, I see this when a woman wants a committed relationship, I feel a trap coming in because what does committed relationship mean to her? We haven't even discussed it yet what all those things are, but all of a sudden all this societal obligation comes. When we have attraction to a person and let's say i'm very attracted to you we're at a party and it's like i just want to go home and f your brains out kind of thing as a beautiful expression of what's in the heart or whatever but i'm not looking for that relationship so that those pincers don't come in and say okay how is she going to think of me is my did i shave today is uh, how am i going to look and maybe she won't like my body and all this kind of stuff when you go and it's just from this energy of i love you and this is so exciting and you just throw all that out the window it's just like i'm in the passion of that moment and there's no worry about how you're going to be seen or looked at in the future or whatever i think that's a way of getting to way deeper depth very quickly It can be very healing. It can be very positive. But what if we could create a safe space where we could discuss that upfront and have that thing? Because 
really a, a date is could be a one night stand. When you choose on that date, we're on date number three, and I'm going to share intimacy with that person. It could well be a one night stand right then and there, but it just has all those rules. But you don't know until the day after whether that person's going to come back and say, oh, I really enjoyed our time together, but or, or ghost you or, or whatever. Life is really that anyways. So what if instead of putting a whole bunch of rules around it, we said, oh, I'm really feeling a sexual attraction to you. I'd like to explore that. I don't even know if I want a long term relationship with you because my sexual connection with you is very important in my life to know if we're compatible in that way, but you won't know that until that's shared. Mm. It's, it's a way different place. A lot of people think that's way too open and it's just an excuse to sleep with people or whatever. But if you see your body is sacred, you see sharing any level of intimacy with another person is sacred. It's not a one night stand kind of thing where you're just doing it to get notches in your belt. It's now, I'm exploring my connection with this person and my sexuality with this person. And if it goes deeper, it could be the greatest reward of my life because now I have this partner that I, I love in my life and we're deeply sexually compatible. At the same time, we're doing our spiritual work because any level of sexuality and deep intimacy with a person will bring up tons of energy. Those traumas will start bubbling up. The, can you imagine how much less inhibited you would be if you're worried about this leading to the next thing and oh I want to marry him eventually or or whatever if you're just like I'm just in this for the experience right now I can be right here and right now you're not in the middle of it saying okay I hope he likes me and what about this and what about that did you really enjoy that pleasure no that's the freedom of the one night stand and I, I'm not condoning just sleeping with everybody you meet but if somebody you're feeling consciously drawn to you can negotiate a place where you might explore that. And it may, let's try it once and see how that goes. And if we agree to talk about it afterwards, instead of saying, oh, I had these shames, can you imagine how much shit would bubble up? It's like, this felt weird. And I had my mother pop into my head when you were doing that or whatever. That would be our spiritual work. And then it would be like, it would clear out all the shit that was in our mind. Like, geez, she reminds me of my mother and all this kind of stuff, which was meant to happen, but it had nothing to do with you. It was a gift for me so that I can move through that. So when you start seeing sexuality as this thing of connection and going deeper and it never has to lead anywhere and our safety is not built from that person, magic starts to happen because we start choosing from, from pleasure and enjoying ourselves and what's for our highest good and loving ourselves. And if afterwards it didn't feel good and he was kind of clunky or whatever, do you think that that guy would not love to hear that his method was a little off or, or whatever? And if it's a conscious person, he's going to take that and he's, he's going to be better for it. It doesn't, but most just end off with, I am done. And you don't know why. And you blame yourself and you build all these stories and it must not be good enough. And maybe I should have done this during it. If you take all that away, can you see how much more beautiful it is? Yes. Yeah. But unfortunately all this, uh, I don't know, one man stands or something, it's not happening this way as you explained, you know, like it, it has to be done in a conscious way. You have to have two conscious people that are looking at it as a way of exploring themselves and exploring love and unconditional love, and then things change. But if it's just like, oh, you're another one on my belt and I did 15 this week or whatever, that's not healthy. That's full of disease and all these kind of things because they're trying to fill themselves with it. But if you're not trying to fill themselves, you're just trying to find someone amazing that wants to open themselves, magic happens. Yeah. Nicely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very nicely said. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think I have any more questions right now. Uh, I'll add one because I remember seeing in it. You said conscious exploring of your edges was in oh, your post. Yeah, this one. Yeah. Would you like me to cover that or? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we talked a lot about the rules and the armor and all that kind of stuff that's in, in our in our world and in our body. So I will conjecture that those rules. And when you kind of run into them, those are our, literally our edges. It's like, oh, I can't have sex with a man before marriage or whatever. It's an edge. And you now have to look at that rule and say, does that rule serve me? And if you know a little bit about how human psychology develops and stuff like that, up until about the age of eight years old, everything we're told by our parents literally goes in unfiltered and it becomes our rules. So literally everything that our parents have for rules is probably more than likely our rules. So 
we are now walking around in the universe where these divine beings and we're supposed to be an expanding possibility and we've run into these walls all the time. It's like, ooh, I can't do that. Oh, uh, whatever. And it hurts and it's scary, but I'll, and, and you'll start to move through it, but you got to find conscious people that'll help you move through it. It's like, okay, well, sex on the first date or, or, or maybe he's going to abuse me or, or whatever and not won't come back or whatever, or take sex or whatever. The only way you'll ever get past that is to have someone that you can trust. And then you can start pushing on that edge. And then you push on that edge with that person. And as you're pushing on that edge, you'll start to find out that that fear is actually something different. It's actually called exhilaration and exhilaration, like going down the roller coaster and you're just like, <gasps> it's at the possibility of something being different. So our heart's like beating hard and all this kind of stuff. And we maybe feel constricted and whatever. If you look inside yourself and you start to feel, how does exhilaration feel versus pushing that edge? They're actually the same thing, but we don't know that it is. So for the first little while you'll do it and it'll be just like scary as hell. This is scary. This is scary. This is scary. When you start looking at it as, Oh, this is very different. Yeah. I'm busy. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Sorry, my son. Um, when we start seeing it as exhilaration, then it becomes fun. It's like, I'm pushing on that edge. And guess what? As soon as that edge is gone, your universe opens up and all of a sudden you just feel less constricted and less tight in your body. And then you want to challenge another edge and all this kind of stuff. Where do you go to safely challenge your edges or talk about challenging an edge right now without a community of people that are doing this exact same thing? And that's part of what I think you're building and, and I'm building. And we want to have a place where people can talk about all these things and, and open their edges and try new things. And my, mine are around sexuality and they're very deep and scary for some people. But I will conjecture that to get your openness in your sexuality and your body shame and clearing all your shames and guilt will be the biggest, most beautiful expansion you can ever have in your, in your world. And it, and it literally, I'll tell you even a greater secret, it's the foundation of all of us. It's at the very bottom in our root and that our root and our sacral are all our connections to our physical world, our abundance, all our, this kind of stuff. Can you imagine if we blow out the foundations down there of all the old shit, our whole messed up world, our frustrations, all this kind of stuff starts to implode. And, and it feels like we're dying and it might be scary or whatever, but it's not dying. It's actually you're expanding because you're wiping out all that shit that's built on all this stuff that didn't serve you. And all that other stuff just erases. Uh, can you can you see how it's it's beautiful and it's changing? And the reason I'm so passionate about it and I'm pushing on a wall that's really hard and scary is it's the quickest way to get rid of all the stuff that's no longer serving you. I can sit here and do Tony Robbins on you all day and get you to think better and have fun and all this kind of stuff. If I get you in touch with your sexuality, get you open about that, your whole world, all those other things will just naturally implode because your, your greatest shames, your biggest holdbacks are all down in your sexuality and you loving yourself. Once you love yourself, all that other stuff just dissolves. It's like, why do I do that? That's stupid. This is crazy. Why am I doing that? And then you'll just do things for loving yourself. Amazing. <laughs> amazing yeah mm -hmm. wow it's it's really amazing what you are doing creating this safe space for people and i think it's uh, it's a very new age what you are doing as well and uh, i wish uh, our parents knew about that <laughs> because mm -hmm. i think uh, yeah it's it's how you can uh, shed off your shames and guilt and all these traumas in a much more pleasurable way than maybe mm -hmm techniques and going through all this trauma healing techniques in a more heavy way it, I don't, if you don't know anything about shamanism shamanism teaches you that you have the medicine for your previous seven generations and for seven generations forward so literally by you healing this in yourself or the people on this call healing this in their self their parents views on sexuality on life on the world will actually shift because you will let the bottle out of the bottom you're the one that's consciously projecting what their holdbacks were. Once you open up, I, my people in my family come out and, and told me of sexual abuse that were way, way back in their history, just because I'm starting to teach this stuff and making it okay. And now all of a sudden they can heal that stuff where before it was this, oh, I'm too bad and all this kind of stuff. 
I am changing and literally the world around me changes. So by be doing this and, and planting these seeds with everyone, magic starts to happen. Yeah, wonderful. I love yeah. what you're doing. And I want to explore it more, so. Absolutely. Well, there's going to be courses. I'm going to post a lot more and lives and just watch my page. And if people want to know more or this really resonates with them, just give me a message and I'd be happy to talk about it. And everybody's diff has different past experiences and until you understand them and, and listen different ways of unwinding become possible so. and can you tell where people can find you it's your group it's uh, um, well I've, I've got several different places the website's not very far along but there's a website called sexual sexualityrising.com and it mm -hmm. talks about how our shames and guilts are are taking away our, our life around sexuality uh, I have a private Facebook group. It's called Awakening Through Sexuality. It speaks a little more intimately about sexuality and, and these kind of things, not topics that are as comfortable for people on the main page. If you look on my page on Facebook, a lot of what I post there is, is exactly this stuff in a little more toned down version. Um, it's really just building a community of people that can talk about this and feel safe about this and, and uh, can ask the really tough questions. And that's what it's all about is ask the tough questions and you get freedom through them and then magic happens. Yeah. So. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you very much for doing this work in this world. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just keep on going. I think lots of lots of people need that. Mm -hmm. And uh, thank you for being with us today. I think thank people you. got lots of value from what you we're talking about so thank you very much for that mm -hmm. and if people have trouble with the techniques or it's not working for them come back and talk to me because there's little tiny little bits or just beliefs that will make it not possible for those things to start working but once you let them go oh magic yeah so, thank you for all your work and thank you for this beautiful interview and honoring me and uh, it's amazing i look forward to watching more of you and and your shining light it's beautiful thank you thank you thank you have a good day. You too.